It's the Emily T. Gale Show, ESPN, Hawaii.com. And for our Say Nice Things About Detroit segment this week, I'm going to talk with uh, Jeanette Pierce. Jeanette is with Beehive in Detroit, Director of Community Relations. It's actually an organization that she was one of the founders. It's been an amazing evolution of what has happened. Jeanette, thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, let's go back just a little bit about, you know, you starting, um, there was it, what was it originally? Was it Inside Detroit? Yeah, or what was it? Inside yeah Detroit? it was yeah. Inside Detroit, um, which I started just a little grassroots thing. We didn't have any money or, or uh, any of that stuff about eight years ago. And then um, three years ago, we uh, were asked to be part of um, a new thing that was being created called Dehive. And it was awesome because it built on, um, you know, we were doing tours and information and connecting people, you know, to the community from an insider's perspective. Um, but then with Dehive, we were able to add residential information and resources, job information resources, small business classes, and entrepreneurial resources, um, and just get a little bit more support and so that we could be the um, kind of Dehive being a hub, one-stop shop for all kinds of things that people were looking for in Detroit, whether they've been here a day or a lifetime. And, and how long ago was that that you founded inside Detroit? Uh, eight, 2006. 2006, so, so eight, eight years, years ago. So there's such a buzz about everything that's going on now, but, you know, there's always some people that were real pioneers, and I've always, one of my favorite expressions is that is Detroit is one of the, it makes a, a, a city that makes a difference in the world, and it's a, a city where an individual can make a difference. And you, know, you were, you know, back there eight years ago, so much has been happening the last few years, but, boy, you sure put in your... You were a pioneer in that regard, and it's so wonderful to see every time I'm, I'm back home, you see what, how much Beehive is doing throughout the community in so many different ways, and and you have such a, a visible presence yourself really out there where you love people so much, which is great, and, and I'm sure you, you need your downtime, but you're really out there showcasing the city to so many people. But a couple of things that went on this last week, I noticed that you were at the Detroit homecoming, um, Jim Hayes and Mary Kramer, uh, Mary Kramer from Crane's Business, uh, the, uh, and also Jim Hayes, who was the publisher of Fortune Magazine. I I met Jim through a cousin of mine who was with Sports Illustrated. He he called me and said, "You got to go meet Jim. He you know was my mentor all my life, and he's back in Detroit. He's moved back, and he's he's creating a wonderful event called Detroit Homecoming. And boy, they sure pulled it off, didn't they? You want to give a little overview to our listeners?" Sure. Yeah, it was it's such a a great idea that Jim had and and then such a great team at Cranes and throughout the community that worked on it over the last year to pull off this first one um which they did um definitely uh, say that this will not be the last. Um they have uh confirmed that it will continue for at least 3 more years. Uh and so the idea was um I think that Jim had originally was like there's all these people kind of like Jim that had made gone away and and had such success um, and some people have stayed more connected to what's going on in Detroit than others. But what if we could reach out to these people that have, that where Detroit was a part of their life, whether it was an early part, schooling, um, and some people like I, I talked to had been back in you know recently two or five years, but other people had not been back in 18 years, 25 years, and um, and so to bring them all together. And, um, and and A, just let them be able to connect with each other in a little reunion, homecoming kind of way, um, but to see what was actually happening in the city now 
and um, if any of their and give them the opportunity to if they had ideas or um, the ability to have a positive impact on any of the things that were happening to invite them to do that, uh, which I think is just a, a really great idea. And many of these people are pretty high-powered. It's very high-powered, made a lot of money, and geez, at the conclusion of just the first couple of days, a group of them got together and came up with a, a plan of having $10 million to, to provide mortgages for all the homes. There are people that have tried to buy the homes that Mayor Duggan is putting into the land bank, and people are buying rather than demolishing them. There's a lot of them are now that are being, being bought up for very uh, very good prices, but the problem was that people couldn't get mortgages in the city. But I thought one of the, my favorite um, parts of the they streamed it, which was wonderful. And uh, Dan Gilbert, who grew up in Detroit, owner of Quicken Loans, he's owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, has has put a lot of money into the city. Um, I always say it's the small business people that get it rolling, and then the other people come in and realize what a what a good thing it is. But you need the marriage of both. But he did the interview with Warren Buffett, who was at the event, and I thought I just thought it was a great talk story rather than just a hardcore interview. I thought it was so interesting to see two different types of people who have made their money in different ways and from different kind of a demographic and, and background, and seeing them talk story. What, what was your feeling about that? Yeah, that was definitely one of the highlights. Um, I really enjoyed being there for that. And just, I mean, yeah, especially with Warren Buffett, I mean, obviously, I mean, successful is an understatement, um, but he's also just a really down-to-earth guy. Um, he talked about how he's lived in the same house for 56 years. And uh, obviously, he could, you know, be anywhere in the world, but he wanted to be, co- um, you know, where he called home, which is Omaha, and be in the house where he raised his children and, and that type of thing, which was great. Um, he talked about how, how he's bullish on Detroit. That was actually the title of the conversation was why, Warren, you know, how Warren Buffett, Buffett is bullish on Detroit and that there's a lot of opportunity for investment and progress and uh, and now is that time to to, to really, for, you know, people to um, look at the opportunity that is here. Uh, and obviously, Dan, having having done that as well, kind of looked at the opportunity, um, but to, that you can do good by um, and doing do well at the same time. It's not mutually exclusive. So uh, it was a really, really interesting conversation. Well, there's so many small business people, City Bird, Andy and Emily Lynn, uh, Chris Gorski, Detroit GT, uh, Shinola, a little larger company, but they've opened up in Midtown. They've, they've opened up their dog park, but there's up and down Woodward Avenue, which is the main thoroughfare. The slow roll events that go on every Monday night, I've been talking about them endlessly. I had a wonderful time at a couple of them when I was back. And uh, I thought, I think the, the big news is, of course, the Detroit Tigers are playing today. They could wrap up the American League Central Division today. Uh, Mike Illich, owner of Little Caesars Pizza, also the owner of Detroit Tigers and the owner of Detroit Red Wings. Right downtown is Comerica Park where the Tigers play in the Ford Field where Tigers will be playing the Packers today, I guess. Is that, yeah, that's today. The Lions. And, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Lions. And, uh, I mean, it just brings down, you know, 40, 50, 60,000 people on a day to, for all kinds of things. But Chris Illich, uh, he gave a talk kind of showcasing just what's going on. It's the biggest project in the country in terms of a new stadium being built, residential and and retail in the downtown area of Detroit or near Comerica Park. Talk about that. Did you see that when he gave his I did, yeah. So, yeah, this is not just a new arena, right? I mean, obviously that's going to be part of it, but um, it's a $650 million project that they're calling the Catalyst Project. Um, it will uh, include over 40 blocks, and some of that will – 
um, actually what will be connecting it to uh, the existing stadium. So part of that 40 block development includes, um, so for example, in front of Comerica Park, there's uh, a couple uh, just big parking lots. Um, so that will be developed on as well. So to have parking, but also have retail and, 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 and residential um, and have kind of defined these little different districts around, you know, entertainment and hotels and restaurants and um, and really kind of made, he, came, he talked about this idea where, you know, it's almost going to be a deconstructed arena where instead of where you just have a big block, you know, without a lot of windows and there's an arena in it, that really the restaurants and shops and a lot of those things will be um, on the outside and kind of you'll be able to, uh, g- you know, go around the promenade kind of concept. So it's really groundbreaking um, and uh, and really will be a, the, a last piece um, of development along this Woodward corridor that has been just growing, like you said, small businesses opening every day. And so it's a, a great combination of creative small businesses as well as uh, major investment. So um, lots of energy all around. And the M1 rail is being constructed now, and it's going to be going right down Woodward Avenue to a couple miles, right? Is it about three, four miles? Yeah, it's 3.3 miles, M1 rail, um, kind of a modern-day streetcar tram system. Um, and in the Motor City, hey, that's a big deal, right? And and so construction is going on. It'll be done in just two years. And, uh, again, that's another one of those pieces of, you know, connecting these pockets of activity that have already kind of been growing and, and pulsing and everything. And then the rail will just go that 3.3 miles between downtown, midtown, and new center um, and uh, and make it one solid, uh, you know, piece of, you know, connectivity, which is just so exciting. And that will be done in just two years, so the fall of 2016. We're talking with Jeanette Pierce. It's the Emily T. Gale Show, ESPNHawaii.com. Jeanette is with Beehive in Detroit, Director of Community Relations. It was a it was an organization that she founded back in 2006, and fortunately uh, some people, like like happens, they watch what small entrepreneurs are doing, and let's talk about that. It's the same thing here on the the beautiful big island of Hawaii, we have a lot of small entrepreneurs and it's really important to, to support and preserve their energy that they put into their businesses and, and well, getting excited about the big dollars that come into a community, it's so important to, to give and lend support by, by patronizing the small businesses. Talk a little bit about that because there's so many of them in Detroit. Yeah, we actually, um, you know, we have a small business class called Build that really helps people get, the, you know, their ideas off the ground and and then open places within the city and really more and more in the neighborhoods and also, you know, not just downtown. Um, and Sister Pie is one of those that they just won this big competition Comerica Bank puts on for a $50,000 small business prize and um, Detroit Vegan Soul Food, so also like a healthy, you know, version of soul food, which is really cool. Uh, and and we actually this summer did a really cool contest of um, because we keep a checklist of all the restaurants and bars, and most of the restaurants and bars are locally owned and operated. Um, and there's 288 in Greater Downtown now, and that's 15 have place, places have opened just in the last two months. I mean, it's it's really hard to keep up with. But we did a contest and we used Instagram to see who could go to the most places, you know, and and people will always have asked, what happens if I go to the mall? Someone went to 210 places in the summer, just 90 days. They went to 210 small businesses and took pictures of it, and it was just a really way to generate the buzz about these great small businesses in the community. Well, I did get to the Hatch, uh, the finals of the Hatch contest, and saw when Sister Pie won, but I just thought everybody's presentations were so 
uh, unique and, and personalized, and it just shows you what uh, people can do as small businesses. Uh, uh, Karen at the Vegan Food, who she used to be at the Detroit Economic Council, wrote me letter, a letter years ago about how she wanted to start a small business. And I think all these kinds of things, they're dreams that people have often when they're working with a large company, and then they just know in their heart that they can do it. It's so fun to see so many of them doing it. And recreation, I call Detroit, is a recreation destination for sure. Every Monday night, slow road, roll rides. Uh, there must have been 3,000 people on the one I went to. I started in Greektown, and we went out Werner through Indian Village. Uh, every every age, every kind of bicycle you can imagine. But a nice slow ride through the city. Yesterday was the Tour de Trois, what a 30-mile tour through the city. Talk about all the recreation that's going on in Detroit. So much, I mean, and especially with cycling, um, but now even more, you know, we have the Detroit River. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, we're right here with Canada just on the other side. Uh, with, uh, you're right with the cycling, you know, and um, Jason Hall and his friends, you know, started with just a handful of people, and now weekly have thousands, right? Um, the Tour de Tuan, its 13th year, had to cap it at like 7,000 people um, for that longer ride. Um, Belle Isle is um, getting lots of upgrades right now. You can do, and another small business that was a hatch finalist just uh, last year, I think, is Detroit River Sports. So you can now do ki- you can do kayaking rentals and stand-up paddleboard um, and uh, all that kind of stuff, and they do tours via that as well. Um, there's so much great green space um, in the city, uh, Belle Isle being obviously, you know, our central park, except it's bigger and it's an island, so that just makes it cooler. Um, we're having all sorts of, you know, 5Ks and half marathons and marathons, and of course, the Detroit Free Press Marathon is coming up um, in October, uh, and that is um, the only marathon where you actually uh, go to Canada and come back, so you go over the bridge and uh, in, the, in through the tunnel, which is, is pretty cool, and that's growing um, every year as well, so Tons of um, open on um, great outdoor space in, in Detroit area um, to really get out and explore on whatever, you know, beach or bike or whatever works best for you. Well, it was back in 1975 or so, we put on the first uh, run that ever went to the streets of Detroit, the Emily Detroit run. And the police chief kept saying, take it out to Belle Isle, which is, was actually designed by uh, Frederick Olmsted, same person who did Central Park. and. And we were like, no, we don't want it in the park. We want to run through the city streets. The streets are the greatest asset we have for recreation. And it's so fun to see the proliferation of, of acceptance that the streets are a great asset. I mean, the Detroit Grand Prix was held to the streets of Detroit before it moved to Belle Isle. It's it's wonderful. And any any given day when you're going around Detroit, you see bike racks in front of all the businesses, people riding their bikes. And this isn't just for recreation. It's people are using the bikes as, as their their way to commute, and the, the money's are raised like here on the Big Island of Hawaii. We have PATH, People's Advocacy for Trails Hawaii, always raising funds to try to create more bike lanes and, and safety classes, and in Detroit, some of the, the main thoroughfares that now have bike lanes. What is it, 2nd Avenue now has the bike lane? Yeah. So talk about that a little bit on how, yeah. it's really how people are commuting. Yeah, very um, lots and lots and lots of bike lanes, more and more happening, and lots of great people working on that. Um, but but yes, I mean downtown and midtown, like there's what they call the 7.2 square miles of kind of greater downtown. Uh, you know, we have a uh, 99% occupancy in terms of residential, right? Because people want to live within biking distance and walking distance, and and you know not have to use cars, and so. Um, tons and tons of people are biking and walking to work. I, I haven't driven to work in 11 years uh, and uh, since I moved downtown. And, and it is so exciting to see now 
uh, more and more people. I mean, we do really have like almost you know a rush hour, a non-motorized rush hour, and you see um, people biking and walking, and and more resources being opened up. Um, you know, at companies where they might have a shower, like if it is going to be you know for people that commute longer distances and want to be able to clean up before work, you're seeing that um, happen more often. Uh, and yeah, just a, a general more and what we call road diets, right? Where you're kind of adding bike lanes, adding sometimes medians and, and um, making them more um, pedestrian and bike friendly, uh, which again, for the Motor City, um, it's a really big uh, culture change, but it's, but it's happening very quickly and people are adopting it more and more. And many, a couple of bike factories in the, in the city of Detroit, uh, Shinola is making a high-end urban bicycle. I think that's, you know, it's high-end, but I think that can appeal to people that might otherwise not think about having a, a bicycle and bringing it, putting it on their, their bike rack and driving downtown and riding over to Belle Isle and, and the bike factory. Talk about the different uh, bike companies now that are building bikes in Detroit. Yeah, so Detroit Bikes is uh, is the one out on the west side of the city. Uh, so that would be Henry Ford, the second? I'm sorry? Henry Ford, I think, is the second. Is his name? Is Detroit Bike Factory? Um, uh, no, it's not, I don't think it's Henry Ford. That would be quite, that would be funny, is it really? <laughs> yeah, um, one, yeah the other, what's the other name of the other one, place? Um, well, there's Shinola and Detroit Bikes. Those are the okay. two companies that are making bikes. Um, and, and it's great. They're both the separate niches, right? So, right. um, like as you mentioned, Shinola is a little higher end, but it's a custom bike, right? So, I mean, it, they, Shinola for their watches and their bikes, really went for this market uh, that was kind of not not really a lot in it, where it was the um, low end of custom and the high end of retail, right? So each bike is custom made for someone at Shinola, um, whereas Detroit bikes are your really great, more utility bikes um, that are, it's kind of, you know, um, they kind of borrowed from Henry Ford, right, with this, let's get, you know, the Model T was meant to be functional, simple, you know, um, and, and utilitarian, and that's what uh, Detroit bikes, is doing so they just actually released their second uh, model so they have two models of bikes at um, at Detroit bikes right now uh, and and it really is you know people want ma- things made in America again too right so this is that that push to not just support local businesses but you get a really high quality right when it is somebody's passion when it is the small business um, and uh, and they're, and they're part of the community and so they're both are being sold um, all around the country now. Yeah, and the, his name really is Henry Ford II. No relation, but I think that's pretty ironic. He's one of the uh, squad, one of the members that gave certainly gave me a warm welcome when I I did the slow roll. Those guys that are all part of the squad to go out there and yeah, and clear their, their no, I didn't know that. That's so funny. Yeah, he's a Facebook friend now, and uh, I got a good big warm welcome hug from him, and uh, they're doing great things. And and he's out riding his bike every night. It seems like they're at something. They were out at UAD the other night, UAD Mercy, which is a Division One school. Uh, yep. Just the impact of that of UAD Mercy. I know uh, Gary uh, uh, Leichman uh, is the yep. media director there, is a friend of mine, and he's always educating me. I did not realize that that was a Division One school. Of course, they're sports. They they have a major sports in Wayne State also. Yeah. Well, and U of D, uh, University of Detroit Mercy, um, they actually hosted the Final Four because they were Division One in 2009. The Final Four uh, finals were here um, in um, in Detroit, and U of D was the host. My, my nephew actually just started as a freshman there this year. Great school. And that's um, anchoring also, um, you know, that university district neighborhood. And there's also some 
really great things going up and going on in Northwest Detroit that U of D is a big part of, and the Livernois corridor and the Avenue of Fashion. Um, and yeah, Wayne State University, though it's not Division One, um, the football team went to the uh, national championship just a couple years ago, and now Joyce Bell, who uh, played football at Wayne State. Um, was kind of a walk on to the you know the Lions like got him non drafted and now he's a starter uh and is really doing amazing. So a local boy, uh local good man playing um, you know, for his home team is a is a pretty great story. Yeah, I like that story. I happened to uh, have a free hello with him at uh Yeo Butcher Shop when they were on Woodward Avenue and uh he just said it was this like delightful personality so I kinda of started following him a couple of years ago and I'm just so happy to see him doing so well. And uh, the soccer games get out at the uh, uh, Wayne State, the the, the local the soccer games. I had a nice yep. conversation. She's a guest on the show this week, Robin Ozery, and her father was the basketball coach at Wayne State and Catholic Central. And just you just see how much sports weaves into the into Detroit. It's such a huge sports town. Even people that are, are sports columnists all over the country, they break Detroit right up there as a wonderful sports town. Yeah, there's a vote going on right now. I think. Um uh, just popping around the internet about, you know, who, what's the best sports city in Detroit is, I think, currently in first place. Because obviously we have all of these great big, you know, um, sports with the Lions and Tigers and Red Wings and Pistons. But now these other smaller, you know, that are Detroit City Football Leagues. We have a minor league soccer team for the first time just a few years ago. Um, roller Derby, our Detroit Roller Derby, um, our, they're actually, um, I think in Evanston doing, you know, in some, in the championships and, uh, and so there's no shortage of, of, of great sports, great activities going on, um, in, in the city. And, and the great part is if you have an idea and you want to start a team or do something unique, um, you can really make it happen here because you don't need a million dollars. You just need a, a lot of passion and, and then the, the community kind of gets behind you and, and helps make things happen, makes things happen. We're talking with Jeanette Pierce from Beehive in Detroit. She's the Director of Community Relations. It's the MIT Gale Show here on ESPNHawaii.com. And those comments you made just brought up a couple thoughts to me. One was, uh, uh he's talking about the soccer. Uh, Roger Faulkner, of course, had a lot to do with bringing the uh, World Cup, one of the rounds, to uh, Silverdome a few years back. And he, I remember back in the 70s, those guys so passionate. Uh, they had the, the soccer teams, the professional soccer teams, and they've never given up. On, on, on what soccer could be, and it's just so great to see it kind of come to fruition. And then the other thing you mentioned was the, uh, oh, what was it? Oh, the roller derby? The roller derby, yeah. i got a friend that lives here in Hawaii, uh, Mo Davis, and he's, because uh, we have roller derby here on the Big Island, and they've done so good, the, the, the roller derby teams. They've just really created a wonderful spirit in town. And he put, did roller derby back in the 60s, I think it was, and he tells me stories about staying at the Roosevelt Hotel in Detroit, which I, wow. I think is going to be preserved and doing roller derby. But I can remember how, when it was real big back in those days, too. So, And, and Jeanette, you know, you're, you're uh, Beehive, you're, you've given so many tours of the city, out there walking tours for people and taking them around. I mean, I can't even imagine the thousands of people that you have walked around the city yeah. and <laughs> for people realizing it's just a great walking town as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this year we'll have um, taken 12,000 people on tours, um, and we're, you know, not slowing down by any means. Um, it is very walkable, um, and, I mean, and you know, as much as you hear about the sprawl and, in uh, and, and, you know, the car culture in Detroit, um, you know, that's really the region, but, like, downtown um, is so walkable. I mean, 
I can walk to all three major sports stadiums that are downtown, which are the Tigers, Lions, and Red Wings. And we have the second largest theater district in the country right around that. Um, so I can walk to opera and Broadway. Uh, I can walk to Canada. <laughs> Even, you know, it's kind of funny um, how close everything really is. I mean, our, our museums, all of these things within just a couple miles of each other, um, and restaurants and shops, and it really has been, that's one of my favorite things about Detroit is the walkability um, and uh, and that's why when I, I studied abroad in Spain in college and I said I want this walking ability and I want it in Detroit. And so that's what I've done and teaching other people that, yes, you can walk places, uh, get out of your car, you experience your city so much more, you notice the details of the architecture or the smile of the person you're walking by and waving at and, uh, and walking really um, I think makes everything better. And on any given day, the river walk uh, down there behind the uh, GM building, uh, the Renaissance Center, where GM headquarters is. And I always say there's the most beautiful sight to, to be on the, the Detroit side looking over to Canada or either way. And with the, the boats coming through the channel and everybody out enjoying their water sports, it's really a beautiful sight. And, you know, it's 12, how many people did you say you're giving 12,000 people walking um. This year, um, and not all of them walking, but I mean, even when, yeah. even when we do the bus tours, we, we just really get people in between places and then get them out and walking, right? We just, uh, I to cover more ground. I love seeing that. They come, they come, I'll be, you know, parked somewhere like in Midtown, all of a sudden see the bus pull up and all these people get off the bus and start, you know, scattering and going out and walking around the area, which is so wonderful. And I think, was it you that had the event recently that was the, uh, Bike and dine, and you went to three different places. You went to the Cuban restaurant and traffic jam. Was that D-House? Yep. Yep. We partnered with, um, so we, you know, our tour program, we're now calling the Detroit Experience Factory. Uh, because, uh, you know, D-House does a lot of different things. So one of those things is the tour program. And, uh, and so we partnered with Slow Roll and we did, because we do, um, a strolling supper normally. We walk and go and have a little bite to eat at each, at different places. Um, and we thought how perfect to do that with biking. So we called it the Rolling Supper, uh, and we went to three local restaurants, met the owners. And it's not just about, I mean, you get to try the food, um, but it's not just about that. It's about hearing the stories, meeting the owners, getting a little tour, um, and then seeing how cool and how easy it is to just bike around everywhere. Um, and so, yeah, that was a great success, and I'm sure we'll be doing that more often. Well, one of these days when I'm there uh, back home, I really I want to do your cycling tour <laughs> and and get on one of your walking tours because I just I, I feel your enthusiasm and it's yeah. been fun staying in touch with Jeanette with you, Jeanette. Even though we don't talk often, I'm watching all the time what you're doing and it's just it's wonderful to see and it's wonderful to see that you know a lot of little pop up businesses are started for people. A lot of them are tours. There are people who are giving all different kinds of tours or bike tours or Tom Page. I, I he was a, a, a policeman in Detroit, and then when yeah. he laid off, he went to Los Angeles, and then he came back to Detroit. He's real involved in the biking community, and, and uh, the fellow that's involved with the Greenways, I, I, his name is just... Todd. Todd, Todd. Todd Scott. Yeah, he's Todd great. Scott. What wonderful things they're doing. Just share a little bit about the Greenways project. Yeah, uh, I mean, Todd is uh, one of those amazing people that just has his passion and has biked and, and has done marathons and done all these things. Um, and, and the Greenways is really about connecting, um, you know, these, the, you know, not just the bike lanes, but getting these um, Greenways that all, that we have a lot of space in Detroit. Um, but, again, it's kind of pockets, right? It's like here would be 
here's a great space, and then it just stops, right? And then it's like, where do you go? So really working on connecting um, the, the different bike paths and greenways that we have. And actually right now I just saw an article today. They're looking to name this new path that's going to be created that will go from Belle Isle all the way to the UP into the Wisconsin border. Um, and uh, and because there's all these pieces of it throughout the state already, that there's only just, a, um, I guess, like a maybe 20 more miles that need need to be completed to connect all the way from Detroit up through the UP. And they're having a contest who wants to name that bike path. So if anybody has any great ideas, you can um, check out the uh, freep.com and that article about that. And that will be a bike path all the way? Yes. So, there, so a lot of it already exists. It's, that's the thing. So there's all these pieces, large chunks okay. of pieces all the way. Um, and so they've been talking about it a little bit for a while now. Um, but if they can just complete, like, just the few parts where there isn't, um, then it'll be one of the longest bike paths in the country. Well, that's really exciting to hear. I just got a note from my sister. She lives in Colorado. And I've done the bike rides. You can go almost from Denver to, you know, up past Dale. It was the old Loveland Road before they put in the, the highways and you can ride your bike and it's just such a wonderful thing and how great to hear that it's from Michigan and uh uh Todd uh Haskamp, I think is it not Scott, Todd, Todd uh, Scott. Mark, Mark. Scott. Is it, uh, Todd Scott, right. But last week on my show I had oh. uh, Mark Haskamp. We used to live here in the Big Island and he lives in Berkeley now. He has a store called uh Green Tropia, I think it is. But he took a ride this summer with his parents. He does it every summer and it's called Palm pedal across lower Michigan. And uh, yes. the demographics, most of the people are in their 60s and 70s that take that bicycle trip and they do all the back roads and they stay at the school. So it's really wonderful. This isn't just for young people. All, everything that's happening with cycling and all the recreation is really catering to every age. That how worthwhile it is for our quality of life of every age to be out there enjoying pure Michigan. And boy, Michigan, those ads you see, we, we get them here in Hawaii. It's a pure Michigan edge. They are true to the core. It is a beautiful state, isn't it? It is very much so. It's so much. You have everything that you could want from city to country to, uh, you know, so whatever perspective you're looking for is all right here in pure Michigan. Well, Jeanette, I may see you in the next uh, couple of weeks if the Tigers make it to the World Series. I'm getting back into town, and uh, and hopefully the, the warm weather will continue, and, and uh, hopefully they'll win today and, and win the get into the playoffs and then the World Series. So last thoughts to our listeners and people that might be coming to Detroit, and I know they do. I I was standing in the line uh, line at the bank the other day, and there was somebody with the uh, Detroit Tigers, American League, you know, uh, winners, and, and she was from Cadillac and her husband from Detroit. I mean, I, I run into Detroiters all the time here in Hawaii. So last well, thoughts to our listeners? Yeah, well, welcome. Come back. That's what we want to say, especially those expats. And and keep your ear out for next year's Detroit Homecoming, which I think they're going to expand it um, to, you know, more than the small group they had this year. And if you need anything, our website is weknowdetroit.com. And uh, we're here to be your, everybody's friend and make sure you, everyone finds whatever they're looking for in Detroit. Well, we have a lot of listeners in Detroit, too, because we're online at ESPNHawaii.com is where you can catch the shows or you can uh, download the free podcast at iTunes and also on my Facebook page, Emily T. Gale, Jeanette Pierce, uh, Director of Community Relations at Beehive in downtown Detroit, my hometown. And uh, it's always great to talk with you, Jeanette. Thanks for taking the time this morning. Thanks so much. We hope to see you soon. Okay. Take care. Aloha. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.